Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Advance Your Wealth with Homer Smith. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we have our star in the show, Mr. Homer Smith, Private Wealth Advisor at Convergent Wealth Partners, jumping aboard with us for another wealth management discussion. That's what we tackle here on the show. But before we get rocking and rolling today, I want to say thank you to those that are jumping aboard with us here on the Facebook live stream. One of the big benefits of joining us live here on the show is that you can get your questions answered in real time. So, you know, as Homer and I are walking through today's topic, feel free to pepper in a question or, hey, maybe just let us know where you're checking today's show out from. Uh, and of course, we'll take some time to acknowledge those questions and get you some answers. Um, but hey, with that being said, we've got a great topic keyed up for you guys today. It's a topic that Homer's very familiar with, and it's one, uh, you know, we always are talking about different, you know, ways that business owners can leverage particular wealth management strategies. And today is a great one. So if I'm going to set the scene for you here for just a moment, you know, a lot of business owners out there, they're always looking for ways to, you know, motivate their employees, right? Uh, and generate better results. And hey, also, if they can save themselves some money and maybe taxes or another form along the way, that's great too. Well, today we're going to be looking at a particular tool in today's episode that can potentially do a lot for your business. Um, and what that is, is it's really a retirement plan. It's a succession tool. It's called an employee stock option plan or an ESOP, as you'll hear us refer to it today. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Homer on and dive right into what this ESOP is. Homer, good to see you this morning. How are you doing, sir? I'm well, Ryan. How are you doing? And know it might date our our uh, our stream here for future viewers, but uh, congratulations on your wedding uh, this last week. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's still, uh, you know, it's a, a dream come true, honestly. And it's uh, it's exciting to be back, leaving for the honeymoon here soon. So that'll be fun. But uh, thank you for the well wishes. I appreciate it. Uh, thank Homer, for, we're... thank you for joining uh, me on my live stream and postponing your uh, your honeymoon. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. I postponed <laughs> for you. <laughs> thank you, Homer. Uh, well, no, hey, look, uh, Homer, we're talking about these uh, employee stock option plans today or ESOPs. Um, let's start high level like we typically do here on the show, Homer. Why is this type of uh, retirement plan one that business owners really should know about and, and should be considering? Yeah, ESOP plans, I think uh, they're a type of retirement plan uh, that uh, is available to business owners. And I think where it fits the best uh, is owners, uh, business owners that really value uh, the employees and want to provide an option for those employees to participate in the value of the company over the long run. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about it probably a little bit as we go through, but we've often seen uh, from studies show that uh, companies where employees are heavily engaged and even are some level of owners of the business, they often can perform better. And it, it does create a built-in succession plan. So really, there's I think there's three main reasons why people look at um, ESOP plans uh, for their business. Um, number one, uh, as I think is important to most business owners, is taxes. So there's ways within ESOP, and we'll go into a lot more detail on this, where you can reduce income taxes as well as capital gains tax on the sale of the business. Um, it is a way to uh, bring employees into the fold and, and allow them to feel more participation in the business. And also it creates a good pathway uh, for a succession plan for the business. So lots of reasons to look at them for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're going to unpack each of these benefits, but in staying kind of high level here at the beginning, Homer, could you give us just the big picture overview on how an ESOP really works and functions for a given entity? Yeah, an ESOP is essentially a tax qualified retirement plan. It's governed by the same rules as a 401k where uh, you're able to uh, have 
stock of the company basically transferred uh, to the employees. Some were all, you know, all of the stock uh, transferred through this ESOP plan over time. And effectively, the employees become beneficial owners um, of the plan. And a lot, one of the biggest questions I get around an ESOP is, do they actually own the company <clears throat> through the ESOP? And are they decision makers at that point? And the answer effectively is no. So they are beneficial owners. The ESOP trust actually owns the stock and there's a trustee that votes the shares of the stock, but the employees do benefit from being uh, able to participate in the growth of the company directly. And that's where a lot of the benefits come from. Um, so effectively, the business sets up this trust and then over time, they contribute cash or stock of the company into the plan. And then depending on the employee's uh, tenure in the business, their income, their title, um, and a vesting schedule, shares are doled out over time uh, through the plan. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, when the employee retires, just like with a 401k, uh, they can uh, effectively now receive the benefits of that plan where the business is effectively buying back those shares from them and providing cash to them through their through an IRA or through a distribution um, so they can receive the benefits of that plan over time. Roger that, Homer. And, and look, I mean, so many people out there are probably thinking to themselves, well, there are so many benefit plans in existence today. But Homer, what would you say are some of the key ways that an ESOP might differ from those other employee benefit plans that exist? Yeah, ESOPs are unique in a, in a number of different ways. And one of the key ways is that while this is a retirement plan similar to a 401k, usually the only investment inside of that plan is the employer stock. And so that's one unique way is that these are the only types of plans where that is going to be the majority investment um, of the plan. Also, the plan itself can borrow money um, uh, on the business's behalf to effectively acquire those shares. And so there's some financing ability with an ESOP that's not going to be available to other types of retirement plans. And then one of the other areas is uh, while the employees do benefit from this plan, they're going to be receiving shares and ultimately participating in the value of the company over time. It's really the employer that is contributing those those shares and the, the cash to buy those shares into the plan. So there's no deduction uh, on it from a payroll standpoint for the employees. Roger that, Homer. And I want to kind of break today's conversation up into a few key areas, and that's how ESOPs really relate to business owners specifically, and then the employees specifically. So let's let's start with business owners, Homer. What would you say are maybe some of the advantages that an ESOP brings specifically for our business owners out there? And I know obviously these are those conversations. You have a lot of business owner clients over at Conversion Wealth. These are probably a lot of the conversations you're having with them around ESOPs. But what do you see are these advantages specifically for those? business owners yeah i usually as a business owner that we're working with is starting to approach the idea of selling their business down the road esops almost always come up as an option they've heard about them from a you know a mastermind group they're a part of or, or a business group they're associated with and um you know so they they become popular because they've got a lot of advantages or at least they're popular in terms of interest in them and so some of those advantages are that there's a lot of tax benefits to an esop and they were designed that way in the tax code to encourage employee ownership of, of small businesses and so one of the first ones is that uh, the contributions to the esop plan so the stock or the cash to buy the stock is tax deductible just like it would be if you if the employer was doing a profit sharing contribution or a matching contribution into a 401k plan those dollars that go in to fund the esop are also deductible uh, another big one and, and it's this one is is pretty unique to an esop plan is that typically when a business takes out uh, a, a line of credit or a loan the interest is deductible but the principal payments are not 
But because of the nature of this plan, being that that loan is effectively to fund the ESOP, um, the, the principal and the interest are deductible um, in this process. So it's from a tax standpoint, it's a very tax efficient way to finance the purchase of the business. Another couple of advantages, depending on the structure of the business, if the business is an S corporation, uh, once the, the, the company becomes an ESOP, because it's effectively the business itself is now a qualified retirement plan or owned within a qualified retirement plan, there's no income taxes on the business. All of the, the, the income from the business stays inside of the ESOP in a tax-free way. On the flip side, if the business is a C-Corp, when it sells and it sells at least 30% of the shares uh, to the ESOP, the owner can make a tax election and defer out all of the capital gains on the sale indefinitely. And so again, there's a number of different advantages uh, that, uh, that the ESOP provides depending on uh, the goals of the business. Sure. Yeah. A lot, a lot of tax benefits there, Homer. And let's let's flip away from the business owner and let's look at the business itself as an entity here. What would you say then are the benefits uh, of an ESOP when looking directly at the business itself? Yeah. So I, I think if you think about it from an employee standpoint, if they know that they now have a stake in the growth of the company and that if their participation in the business and the things that they do can either directly or indirectly lead to higher revenue, higher profits, it might incentivize them to you know participate at a at a higher level um, in the business than they might have before and even some studies have shown that there's some studies uh, from Rutgers out there that show that employee-owned businesses outperform uh, non-employee-owned businesses by a little bit you know it's not massive but it's a little bit which i think is, is meaningful and, and even with the clients that i've had go through the process of doing an esop they have told me they've had interactions with their employees where the employees have said hey you know, I, I am more motivated to do my job because I know I'm participating in the value of the business. So I think there's, you know, there's studies that show, but I also think just um, from our owners, you know, engaging with their employees, they see that as well. Um, the other side of it is, you know, just like a retirement plan, you're going to get access to those funds when you retire and you're going to be able to, you know, roll those funds out of the plan into an IRA. You can diversify at that point, uh, but you're going to be able to access those funds when you retire as well. So it's it's not something that you have to leave forever inside of this plan. You now have the ability once you reach age 59 and a half to access those funds for retirement as well. Yeah, uh, Hummer, this is great stuff. And and earlier you had mentioned another benefit, and that was uh, the transfer of ownership, you know, the succession part of this. How would you say that an ESOP is able to help facilitate business, business succession? I, I mean, this is obviously a topic that we've covered a lot on this show, succession planning for business owners. Where's where does where do, uh, you know, ESOPs fall into this this realm? Yeah, that's a great question. When we have, and we've used this uh, information, I think even on the, the most recent uh a live stream that we did around business owners and the lack of success that they typically have in selling their business in general. And so I think the stats are something like only about 20 to 25% of business owners who want to sell their business in any given year are able to complete um, a transaction. And then of those 20 to 25%, only 12% of those are, a, are highly satisfied with the results. So combined together, that's only two to 3% of business owners who start the process to sell their business are highly satisfied with the result. And when we kind of dive into that, we, we discover that it's really two key areas that cause that problem. One is they do, don't do enough corporate pre-sale planning. So they didn't do enough work internally to make sure the management team was really in place that could lead the company into the future. They didn't really do a good job of understanding who is the right buyer for their business. Uh, and then on the personal planning side, they didn't do enough planning around taxes and estate planning to optimize the result for themselves. And so the nice thing about an ESOP 
is it really can help solve both of those problems. So if the business is a business where you really would like the employees to remain employed and, and maybe even the, the current management team to be able to run the company indefinitely into the future, an ESOP can be a great way to make sure that the employee culture you have today is maintained. And then we already mentioned a lot of the tax benefits from a, a capital gain perspective, potentially, and deferring that out indefinitely. And then the company itself running on a tax-free basis in the future. You know, there's a lot of, of ways that this helps really facilitate um, a, a successful succession plan. So, Homer, for for our audience out there that's the, you know they're listening to the benefits of the ESOP, you know maybe they're considering this for themselves. Is there any are there any questions they should be asking themselves, or or any bullet points really that they could be utilizing to consider whether or not an ESOP is the right play, or maybe they should proceed in a different route for them? You know, what, what are some considerations they should probably take into into account? Yeah, great question. ESOPs, just like any strategy for a business owner. Uh, they're not for everybody. And I think when, when yeah. you first hear of all the tax benefits, uh, it almost sounds like a no brainer when you start going down the, the process. But really, when you dive in, the, you know, NISOP really isn't for anyone and everybody, um, excuse me. And, and when you look at it, there's about 6,500 ESOPs in place across the country. And there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of businesses out there. And so while it is a solution, it's definitely uh, all the facts uh, have to line up in the right way. So first off, you got to look at your goal. And what is the goal of the transition of the business? Is your goal to maximize the exit value and as much cash up front as possible? Um, an ESOP may not make the most sense in that case. Also, uh, the size of your company matters a lot. This is not a cheap process to go through to complete an ESOP, just like any sale, you know, there's costs and expenses to go through that. So if you're, if you don't really have enough profitability in the company to not only support the cost of doing the ESOP itself, but then to support the ongoing debt burden that you create through an ESOP, you know, it's not really a good mix for that. Um, the timeline matters too. So again, depending on your size and your cash flow of your business and your ability to get a bank involved in doing some of the financing, you know, if you're seller financing most of this transaction, it's going to take six, seven plus years for you to get fully paid and, and out of the business. So timeline really can matter quite a bit, um, you know, and the, the structure of your business. So ESOPs really only work for corporate structures like a C-Corp or an S-Corp. They don't work uh, for partnerships and LLC. So, you know, you have to make sure you're under the right structure to be able to complete it. Of course. And, and Homer, as we're kind of bringing our conversation to head, let's take that thought that you just gave us and let's take it one step further for those entrepreneurs, the, you know, audience members really out there that may, you know, they hear that they've asked themselves this, maybe they do want to take that next step and explore this idea of doing an ESOP for their business. What would you say, you know, we always say it on this show, I mean, the, the first step's the hardest step, right? What would you say is a really good first step for somebody who is truly interested in exploring this ESOP process for themselves? So if an ESOP, if what we describe sounds intriguing and might be something you might want to consider, I think the first step is to do a feasibility study with an ESOP expert to look at your company, uh, run the projections on the cost, the debt burden, you know, the likelihood of, of getting financing from a bank to complete the transaction, just to make sure that the corporate finances could really support this. So back to what we talked about earlier, why most transactions fail or at least fail to be highly satisfying to the seller is is this corporate pre-planning side and so this is a big component of it so long before you're ready to you know really hit the market and sell the company you know we should be doing some level of of diving into not only an esop but other strategies to help understand what are the pros and cons advantages disadvantages of each 
and then match it up with what are your values? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Just to make sure ESOP really is a good fit. And what I found is when we do this process, um, it's it's really helpful because when when owners first hear about the tax benefits, it might be on the top of their list as the way to, to complete the exit. By the time we go through the feasibility studies and, and really look at it um, from a stress testing standpoint, you know, it, it does fall off very often. Again, it's still a great strategy for the right situation, but again, it's not a fit for everybody. So doing that feasibility study is really important. Sure, sure. And Homer, I mean, a lot of value in today's conversation around an ESOP. I know you're talking with business owners regularly, not only about this, but of course, a, a wealth of different topics, you know, pertaining to them and optimizing their business in so many ways, shapes and forms. For those out there in the audience that maybe you're interested in reaching out to you and your team, just to open up a dialogue and see, you know, whether or not an ESOP is, a, you know, a strategy worth pursuing for them or, or really just to, you know, have a conversation about their business as a whole with you and your team, what would be the best way they can get in touch with you guys? I think the best way is to, you know, obviously send, reach out via email. So my email is homer at convergentwealth.com or our website, uh, www.convergentwealth.com. Fantastic. Well, Homer, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us. Uh, really good conversation on ESOPs. I, I know there's a lot of value in there. It's just a matter of of going through that feasibility study and making sure that it's it really is uh, going to maximize the value for you and your business. But I uh, appreciate you carving some time out to be with us, and uh, we'll let you get back to serving your clients best. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, of course. Of course. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you, our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. As always, if you took anything away from today's conversation and you benefited from you know Homer's strategies and solutions they shared with us today in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever platform that you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're bringing conversations, strategies, solutions that Homer is you know, presenting with a lot of his clients at Convergent Wealth, and we're bringing them right here to you guys on this show. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, bid you adieu for Homer. I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you being with us here on today's installment of Advance Your Wealth. All opinions expressed by Homer Smith are solely Smith's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Integrated Wealth Concepts, LLC, Integrated or its parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by Smith on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Smith as a specific inducement to make particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Smith's opinions are based on information he considers reliable, but neither integrated nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. Smith, Integrated, its affiliates, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided. Smith's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither Smith nor Integrated guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed by Smith or anyone else. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or in the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned by Smith. Before acting on information you hear, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Investment advice offered through Integrated Financial Partners, a registered investment advisor. Integrated Financial Partners provides investment advisory services through several doing business as names. 
The information in this material is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Integrated Financial Partners does not provide legal, tax, mortgage advice, or services.